You are listening to Grit and Grace, where I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you and bringing stories to you of the most amazing women that are crushing it in business and in life. My name is Tomberly, and I'm a social impact entrepreneur, where I help businesses grow their community impact and their bottom line through their partnerships with nonprofit organizations. I'm also the founder of Tomberly's Tribe, a brand new group of female experts that from all different fields are helping women grow to their highest level of potential. Join us on this journey by downloading the Himalaya app, which is free, and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all of the new shows that are coming out. Welcome to my show. For November 2019, all of our Grit and Grace shows will be featuring stories of spirituality. I'm really excited to introduce you to women who are not only crushing it in business and in life, but also have a spiritual practice. They are individuals that have developed and expanded upon just what they do day to day and have found that greater meaning, that higher purpose, that higher calling. They are absolutely incredible, and I know that you're going to love it. Please make sure that you check the show notes for any additional contact information, or if you are looking to get more guidance or help on your spiritual path, please don't hesitate to contact me, and I will get you in touch with one of these amazing women, because we are here. Taverly's Tribe is here to support you. Now, welcome to Sacred November. We are back with another episode of Grit and Grace, and you guys know that we are in the month of November, so we are releasing the most amazing episodes featuring women that are not only business owners or career-driven, but they are spiritual beings, and it's really like my greatest pleasure and honor to have the opportunity to share with all of you these amazing women that are changing the world. And they're changing the world, not just through the actual work that they do, but the light and the love and the energy that they're bringing to everybody around them. It is truly magnificent. And so you guys are in for a treat today because I have Heather with me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I, I say, I'm saying Heather, but I also call you Mishi and yes. sometimes I call you Heather Dawn. Yeah. So I might call you anything in this show. So Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> if it's not my loud voice, then they're going to know it's you. But that um, is my identity. You're, mm-hmm. That is your identity. I think you have a couple of identities. I do. You do. Yeah. yeah. Which I like about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those of you listening, if you haven't heard me talk about or seen any of my social posts about this brand new, amazing transformational space that's opening up in Denver called Coco Coquette. Uh, You might see it as just a a wig shop. You might see it as a place for women to go in and get some more glitter in their life because who doesn't have enough glitter? But it's not about that. It is about providing women the opportunity to experience something different in themselves. And so Coco Coquette is opening. Uh-huh. Actually, by the time this show comes out, it's going to be open. So yes. yay. And just to go back, it's not just for women. It's mm. for people in, gen- in general. Mm. Um, we we welcome everyone. Thank so, you for correcting yeah. me on that. That is true. I mean, yeah. I do I do a lot of women's work. So for yeah. some, my mind just goes to women. But yes, I'm glad that you correct that. It's yeah. for everybody. It is for everybody. Because everybody needs some transformation. Yeah, and they need to learn how to play again. They forgot. Yeah. Everyone forgot how to play. We're too adulting. Why? How did that happen? I think it's just the stress of everyday life and, and the drive and the competition and um, the programming that's in corporate America. And then able to fit into corporate America, it's 
you have to be that competitive nature and um, the drive and kind of be serious. And that's kind of why I don't really fit in corporate America anymore. (laughs) Well, and I love the fact that I think early on when we met, when we were having a conversation, I love that you told me that you decided one day that you were going to ditch the corporate job Mm -hmm. and become a free spirit. And I'm like, well, wait, what? (laughs) Because how many people live in that place of grind, right? So it's us and our masculine energy all the time, like pushing and being and competing and not having that piece of fun that you're talking about. And I feel like when you did that, you were intentionally setting out to expand your pleasure in Definitely. all ways. Yeah. 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 I was in corporate America um, for a good 18 years. I was in the commercial interior design field and it just was extremely stressful for me and um, deadlines and, you know, trying to be creative under deadlines is not my cup of tea. So um, I just, I really struggled with um, finding my place in corporate America and toyed with the idea of very, being very masculine and, you know, shutting down all emotions and mm. just really like hitting the ground running every day. And it just started to take a toll. And I think my spirituality started to come in and my true self was knocking at the door. And, um, Probably about two and a half years ago, I had gone to a retreat with women and thought, you know, there's something to this, something with women and working in the workforce and how we show up to work and wear, you know, 20 plus mask every day. And why can't we just show up and be women? And why can't we just wear one mask and be unapologetically authentic? And I really started embracing that in my job. And at the time I was the director of the department and I was in training to be um, the COO of the company. And just really thinking about all the opportunities and climbing the corporate ladder. And I was also working with a um, business coach at the time. And my idea started coming through about, you know, just showing up authentic. So playing with the idea at my office, which I was pretty authentic in my office. It wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when I was going to drop the F bomb <laughs> in a meeting. One of the many reasons why yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah. That and, um, you know, just dressing for the part too. Like when, you know, we were meeting with a bank or in a, um, a law firm, there was, you know, I would wear jackets and cover up, but then when we were meeting with companies that were, I'm not going to say any names, but if we were meeting with companies that were, you know, very relaxed and casual, I could allow, you know, my tattoos to show. And my, my design team really knew that they could come to me and just have an authentic conversation. And I felt really good about that. Um, but there were a lot of times where I just, I felt like a unicorn in a room full of suits. Mm. And um, it was always the most serious person in the room. If I could get them to like relax or laugh or, you know, kind of 
have a connection with that person. It was to get them to like, we don't have to be serious all the time. Um, I, I get it when you're, you know, having contract debates and you're negotiating that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, serious. There is a time and there is a time for grind too. Absolutely. I mean, in certain aspects of business, there is a grind, you know, there's yeah. administrative work and accounting and legal, the stuff that mm, people don't love doing, but it's right. just, a, but it should just be the smaller piece. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just decided that, um, you know, it was time for me to be true to myself and to, um, be more authentic and being in corporate, being in the corporate world just was not, um, authentic to me. Um, I, I want to play, I want to help people, you know, grow and expand and be in a community of like-minded people and yeah, just have fun. And you, you were just, your heart was just lighting up with wanting the opportunity to follow itself. Yeah. It, yeah. And I had a great opportunity to do that. And so for the past two and a half years have really been working on, um, the ultimate goal of getting Coco Coquette Denver open. Mm -hmm. And I just had this crazy idea. Um, when, well, actually I was planning my sister's bachelorette party in Austin and came across, um, Allison shop. Which Alice, she's in the room she today. I know you room. guys can't see her, but yeah. we can see her. Hi. <laughs> um, I, I came across this crazy, like cra like crazy good idea. Like we have to do this wig party for a bachelorette party mm -hmm. and planned it. And in my, my wheels were turning as soon as I found this place, I'm like, there's something to this. And so I want to go down to Austin and and really kind of investigate what's going on. And so that happened and I came back and um, had, you know, 10 seconds of outrageous, you know, uh, courage and emailed Allison and said, hey, um, you ever thought about expanding? And I think Denver would be a really good place. And um, she responded right away and was like, tell me more about yourself. And so from that day, we just have been um, communicating and talking about things and, and planning. And um, I think really the past probably year and a half, it's been way more, you know, togetherness and mm -hmm. planning. And then, um, yeah, we're opening October 4th yes. in Denver. So when this comes, so when this comes out, it's already going to have passed. So it's going to be open. So um, yeah. before we move on, tell people how they can find Coco Coquette. Like, is there a Facebook page or a website that they should go to, to find you? Yeah, we're all over the place. We have Facebook pages and we have Instagram pages, both for Coco, Coco, Coquette original. Um, there's, is, um, they have, we have a website yeah. and you can type in Coco Coquette and you can type in Austin or Denver and it'll, it'll find us on the face or on the website. Um, and we'll add that to the show notes. Yeah. So if anybody's listening and you don't know how to spell coquette, cause I mean, sometimes I'm even stumbling on saying it, but yeah. we will put that in the, at the very top of the show notes so people yeah. can go visit. And there's a Facebook page. I think it's Coco coquette underscore Denver, Denver yep. or, or De something like that, even on Same Facebook. Same with yeah. Instagram yeah. too. Yeah. You should be able to find yep. it. Yeah. So come and visit Mishi. Check yes, out the shop. But definitely. I want to go back just a little okay. bit. Um, 
I think it's really interesting, and I would love my listeners to hear from you about what it was like to make that transition that you made. Because yeah. I think that when you, from because I know you, <laughs> um, I know that part of the transformation for you when you left corporate was also all of the personal growth transformation that you did, not just on yourself, but that mm. shifted everything around you, right? Uh, Once you started to shift yourself, then all of your environment started to change. Absolutely. And I would love for you to share a little bit about what that's like. Yes. Um, that was huge for me because I was go, go, go all the time. And I was probably way a type personality and to be able to even make that decision and be okay with it, I had to let go. I had to let go of um, my ideologies and my programming. And, you know, I was the first person that went to college in my family. And I always had this idea that I needed to support myself and to have something consistent, such as a career and a really good paying career that... I could do anything and I could support myself and I could support my children. So to be able to give all of that away, it was a lesson that I needed to learn in life. Mm. And it was one of the most profound things that I did because um, it was surrender. It was absolute surrender. And, um, and I had huge support from friends and family of it's, you know, going to be okay. You're, you're going to, you figure it out. You can figure it out. You're a fighter, you're a warrior. And I have, and I spent the past two years really kind of getting to know myself and I would find myself panicking like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing this. I need to have a schedule. I need, and then I would stop and just say, you don't need anything. You need to breathe and you need to drink water. Mm-hmm. And just really kind of going from opposite, like polar opposites, really, mm -hmm. of just having a constant schedule. Like I lived off of a schedule. I knew everything that I was going to do. And if someone came and wanted to have a conversation, I knew that exactly how many minutes that I had to give them. And if it needed to take longer than those minutes, then we needed to do it another time. So not having that in my life for the past two years has really taught me to kind of slow down and savor and um, enjoy and really stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Um, and have faith. And have faith and really kind of go with the flow. And I know a lot of my friends <laughs> want to like, um, want me to speed up and like have a schedule and know mm. what I'm doing and that kind of stuff. But that's just not how I... I'm not going to put myself in that pressure again. Um, but really spent the past two years connecting with my higher self and figuring out what it is that I've been programmed to believe and what I want to believe mm -hmm. and what I want to feel and how I want to live. And I just want to make every day magical. And I want to be able to step back and see the magic that's constantly happening around me. And I want to be able to manifest what happens in my life. And um, yeah, just. So those are, I mean, I want to just kind of take a pause there because what you just said is, wow. I mean, 
we should all want to pursue more happiness, be able to manifest the things that make us happy, right? Live in a space where we are seeking that first, because when we already know, and, and studies know, this is now like scientific data. This is not a woo-woo concept for us to know that when we do the things that make us happy, Absolutely. the things we do are, are better. They're more successful. They're more creative. They're more in-depth. That whole piece of how to get from a place of wanting to a place of serving or loving is, right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's profound. Yeah. And I think the other thing for me is our mess becomes our message. Mm. And for me, I feel like it is part of my work in this world to help others see their true authenticity and to, um, you know, I used to think it was about healing the feminine, the divine feminine, not only within myself, but helping others tap into that. And here recently I've had some experiences where I feel like I've really neglected my divine masculine within myself. And the messages that are coming in is um, really tapping into just divinity in itself and balancing both the feminine and the masculine. Because we're all feminine and masculine, you know, light and dark, yin and yang, and just really finding that balance. Um, so I'm currently working through some stuff with my own divine masculine and really bringing that in and honoring it. Um, so it's, it's been very interesting. Um, and I'm a true believer in the messages that are coming in. It's, it's our soul's way of telling us when we're out of balance or what needs to happen or where we should be or, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you're touching on some really important um, high level spiritual topics here. And I yeah. want to, and, and I, I, in another I can um, do episode, that. I know I was going to say in another, another episode that I recorded, we started just talking terminology that I thought, okay, wait a minute, we need to go back and let the listener know that some of this might be new to you that yeah. those that are listening and <clears throat> excuse me. And that's okay. If this is new for you, like go with us, you know, go along with us on this journey. We're yeah. going to share you some information, share with you some information that you may not have heard before. Um, but know that we're here, right? Yeah. I mean, you know how to reach me. My contact information is all over my website. And we're going to give you more information on how to contact um, Heather. But know that you're supported. So those of you that are listening to this and, and are feeling like, huh, I kind of know what she feels. I felt like that too. We're going to you know, we're gonna help you because yeah. that's part of what this is, is we're going to share our journeys with you and introduce you to a little bit more about Shakti yes. <laughs> and, and what that means. And this is, you know, this is your story of that. And so let's talk about your spiritual journey. I would love for you to maybe go back and talk a little bit about how you learned, you know, what classes did you take right. or how did you guide you or how did you get the guidance to go down the path that you're on? Yes, it was very interesting. I, um, probably about 10 years ago had really gotten into and found a teacher that um, taught me a lot of great techniques, whether, you know, it was Ayurveda yoga and um, primordial meditation. And I really started, you know, holding her teachings very sacredly. And so it started, I, I mean, I feel like this journey has been with me in my entire life. Mm -hmm. It's just when right. it comes very yeah. profoundly loud 
that we get involved. Um, she moved away and I kind of panicked and was like, oh my gosh, I need to find my, I need to find my community. I need to find my teacher. I need to find, you know, that nourishment. And I had gone to an event and met another yoga teacher and this yoga teacher was having a mala making class. Mm. And I thought, yes, because I also made malas with my other teacher. And I walked into this mala making class and from across the room, I saw this beautiful goddess and we locked eyes. And I think we instantly kind of felt a heart connection and fell in love because by the end of the class, she came up to me and said, I feel like we need to work together. And I said, I feel like we need to be best friends. And through her in this, her name is Gina, Gigi. Which she'll be in, yeah. you know, on either just before the show or after the show, but you will, yeah. you will meet Gigi. <laughs> so, so I met, I met her and, um, I'm so thankful that I did because she's been kind of my grounding mm. through a lot of paths that I have walked. So she was then doing an event with another friend of hers and they were talking about mystery school. And I immediately perked up and was like, what is this mystery school that you speak of? Because I want mm. to know more. So that night I went home and I, you know, was on the computer madly typing and Googling, trying to find this mystery school. And there's mystery schools all over the world. Mm -hmm. There just happened to be one in Denver. And I found it and signed up. The intro into the mystery school is you take an alchemy class and it's um, a weekend course. And it just kind of introduces you to the teachings, the ancient teachings and it's a beautiful class. If you ever have an opportunity to take mm -hmm. an alchemy mm -hmm. class, it's, I just ask that you be very open-minded because it will, it will have you question your beliefs and what truly is um, the ancient teachings. I mean, this was around <laughs> for so long right. and I feel like it's been sugar-coated and turned into something else. Well, I'd, I'd like to say um, mine wasn't called alchemy. It was called something different. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was really, it took everything that you thought you knew about our history turned as humans and turned it upside down. It takes, it actually, it actually also opens your mind to the gaps mm. in what you're taught, right? If anything, it, you, you can align it with, okay, it, here's the truth. Now, wait, this is what we were taught over here, yeah. but wait, why didn't I realize there was all these gaps in this yeah. information? And, and it how, connect, yeah, connects the dots. It connects all the and dots. Fills in. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I like, I really like to focus on it being the ancient teachings because I yeah. think it, it is, it's, it's where we come from. It's, it's who where we, we come are. from. Yeah. And we're not provided that information in modern no. education system. No. And I think that when you get that call and you start to learn a little bit, that, almost like creates a little bit of like a, a little tornado inside yeah. of you in terms of how you connect. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So alchemy absolutely changed my life. Mm. And um, I had done some research on the website and really wanted to do the ritual mastery path. So that was kind of my main focus. And ritual mastery is all about doing a lot of shadow work. And it's also 
like the warrior path. And well, let's just quickly explain that just shortly. What is, what does shadow work mean? Shadow work is um, basically bringing in the dark. I mean, acknowledging we're all, you know, there's darkness mm-hmm. everywhere and really providing tools on how to, um, some people like to battle the darkness and they like to try and, you know, get rid of the darkness. Um, again, my grounding tool, Gina has really taught me that accepting the darkness We're, I mean, it's part of us. And if we're in constant battle, mm-hmm. we're constantly not being our authentic self. But we, if we can have a place in the world for um, the darkness or acknowledge when that's coming in, um, I feel like that to me, it suits me a little, it makes me feel a little more comfortable rather than feeling like I have to be in battle right. all the time. Or is it even possible too, that what we had once perceived as the shadows or dark side of us actually maybe, isn't, yeah, maybe it isn't absolutely. the dark and, and maybe it's, I mean, the thing that we feel shame the most about yeah. is what society tells us is exactly. the dark. And I feel like doing your shadow work, it just kind of just blows that shit it out of the water. Does. It's like, it does. Not, and we live in such a fear-based, yeah. mm-hmm. um, whether it be politics or religion, everything is so fear-based. And so we're constantly being taught how to be fearful and shameful of our, you know, whether it's our sexuality or something that doesn't fit into society's norms. And so um, just acknowledging mm-hmm. that shame and where it's coming from and why do I, why do I have so much shame with this and really kind of working on that shame mm-hmm. and making it, you know, we just, we're a bunch of adults working around shameful of mm-hmm. being who we are and that does not, I'm tired of that. But that doesn't leave an equation for happy and joy. Yeah, and it peace, doesn't. Which, you know, your heart was setting out on that. Definitely. Path. Okay. So you went to the mystery school. So I went to the mystery school and I was all like gung ho to be RM, which I, um, I did. I walked that path a couple of times. And, um, so I do consider myself, um, a ritual master and, um, through sacred, sacred ceremony have been initiated and have done some, have, has, I have, you know, been involved in some, um, really, um, dark situations of helping people get through, through some stuff along with some other RMs as well. Um, so nothing really frightens me. Mm. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen some very dark situations. Um, but I was kind of talked into walking the high priestess path. And I'm so glad that I did because it makes me a better mm-hmm. ritual master. Right. It makes being a ritual master also makes me a better high priestess. Right. Um, it's kind of the balance. Um but walking the 13 steps of the high priestess path really taught me to um, step into my, my goddess mm-hmm. and to really embrace um, the sacredness of everything that we do in life. And I feel like everything is sacred, but just acknowledging that and using some tools to... Um, embrace what we have, mm-hmm. whether, you know, right. Right. whether it be rituals 
at new moon ritual or an, um, full moon or all yeah. the things that we're taught in high right. priestess. I don't right. want to get into too many yeah. details, but right. it's using all of the elements. Well, cause most people aren't going to understand. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's, there's some cyclical parts of, and people understand the word ritual, but there are cyclical and sacred ways in which, you know, your practice has been created for you to connect at a higher way. And Definitely. I know that still sounds really high level, but for a lot of people, that's probably the best way we can describe yeah. it. Um, so I have to ask, like, how? I mean, I, I know that you're married and you have kids. I mean, how all these changes you were going through in your life, like, how did you walk that path and still remain a part of something so connected to the earth? Um, my, you know, I think it's it's just incorporating things and teaching my children about um, teaching them ancient you know, about the ancient teachings mm-hmm. and that there's other ways and allowing them to have their own ideas and provide them with um, tools to walk through life. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just being an example for my children. Right, things and, we wish we had, right? Yeah. If, if just, just, I mean, think of you and I, if we had that information, right, yeah. at a younger age. Yeah. And, but see, now we have the ability to provide it with yeah. a few people, right? Our yeah. own children in the next generation. Yeah. If I would have had, you know, yeah. a high priestess, mm-hmm. um, ritual master when I was 15, like mm-hmm. my daughter, I just, it would have saved a lot of time and tears and, but it wouldn't have made you who you are. It wouldn't have made me who I am. Yeah. And I mean, we all need to go through what we need to go through. Yeah. Um, but they, but they handled it well. They went along the path with you. I mean, absolutely. was there, was there any, resistance, um, you know, in your families were, or were you sort of walking the path solo and, and keeping everybody sort of on the exterior? Um, really kind of walking the path solo. I mean, I did have my, um, people that I was walking the path with Mm -hmm. and, um, really having someone who had walked those paths before me kind of keep me grounded and Mm -hmm. keep, you know, um, not get too caught up in um, being so consumed with um, the teachings that I forget how to be, you know, still in the human realm and mm-hmm. still kind of stay Mishi and um, not get so caught up that it could be cult-like. Mm-hmm. Um, which does happen sometimes. Which I does mean- happen. I just didn't want to get so, you know, and... Yeah. Gina was very helpful and just keeping me, keeping me grounded and yeah. not just getting so, so wrapped up in something that I'm just, everybody is at the wayside and mm-hmm. I've got new friends and, you know, whatever. Um, but really just keeping me grounded and I think just one foot in and one foot out kind of mm-hmm. thing. And just always reminding me that I have options that I, I don't have, you know, what one teacher says, does it feel right to me? Do I really believe in that? Or Mm. do I really kind of, um, take that information? It's just all information and just taking that information and applying it to me, how it feels the most comfortable, um, and, and not getting so, you know, I don't want to become a robot and just, you know, throw up stuff that has been 
said to me or taught to me. I want to apply it and make it make sense and live it. And if it's not comfortable, then maybe that's not my ideology. Maybe that's not my teaching. And you have that in you to be able to determine that. I mean, in fact, we all do. Um, Absolutely. So let me ask you a question. So for people that are listening that have felt a shift in them or they're feeling something that there's more and they know that there's something greater outside of this human body they have and it may or may not be God. Maybe that's what they align with, but they feel that there's something more and bigger that they want to experience and learn about. You know, how, how would you put somebody on that path to learning? What would you suggest they to do? What tools, um, what intentions, like how, how do you suggest they, they start learning? You know, it's funny because when I said that my teacher had moved away and I started to panic that I needed a new teacher, um, one of the most profound things that I discovered is we are our own teacher. There's, you know, whether you believe in God or, you know, Buddha or um, the goddess, um, whatever that is, it all resides within you. And I know it's kind of hard to get started and mm-hmm. there's a ton of information out there. And I, I say, go with it and, and not let people, um, don't believe people when they're like, oh, well that's maybe that might not be intuition. Maybe that's just, you know, things just happen or maybe you're just hungry. And that's why there's yeah. a growl in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, it's like, oh, that's a sign that my body needs nourishment yeah. or if something's hurting. I mean, I, that's way more, if something mm-hmm. in my body is hurting, there's a reason and I will investigate. But anyone looking for more information, there are a ton of teachers and there are a ton of, um, you know, whether it's online or, um, you know, people here in Denver, there's so many teachers, so feel free to reach out and I can get people in touch with a plethora of information and people. Um, but that's not something that you do. You don't, you don't necessarily sit in as a teacher at this point in time. I don't, but I love having those conversations so we can have coffee or tea and I love that. Yeah. I think that that's, um, it's really important for people to really look inside themselves. And, you know, this is going to be a constant theme during these November shows that we're talking about is the answers to a lot of questions people are asking are are inside themselves, but you have Mm. to be able to listen. And part of being able to listen is going to involve some removal of noise and it's going to involve things like breathing and, and question. Yeah. And 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 questioning, questioning everything. Yeah. Like, why do I believe, you know, X, Y, Z is, you know, really start questioning everything. Like, is that really what I truly believe in? Or is it because, um, you were raised a certain way and you were always taught that. So if something, you know, just question everything because. And write it down. I mean, yeah, a good way to journal. Yeah. It, to journal to, when you start questioning things, sometimes it's easy to forget because your mind can stream in a way that says, Oh, well that doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it's this. And as you start to go down those rabbit mm-hmm. holes, I find it really useful to actually write it down because what's going to happen is you're going to get to the end and you're going to go back to where you started mm-hmm. that initial page and think, Oh, yeah. You know, you, you can actually document your own process of determining if something makes sense to you or not. Absolutely. And I think that that's just a brilliant way to, to engage in dialogue yeah. within yourself. Yeah. And I think another good tool for me was I was, 
you know, such so wound up that I learned how to meditate. Mm. And that was really hard for me in the beginning. Um, but meditating, I feel like a lot of things come in during meditation and it has also increased my intuition because, um, not only that, but I'm a great detector of energy and um, BS. Mm-hmm. And I kind of owe that to just really slowing down and becoming um, grounded within my body and go, you know, returning back to breath and asking the question, is this me or is this mine or is this someone else's? Mm-hmm. So, so much has come out of meditation yeah. for me. So actually you think know, for everybody, I yeah. don't really know anybody that meditates regularly that doesn't have a right. profound impact. And there's so many free online things on how to meditate and getting started with meditation, whether it's, you know, Deepak Chopra and Oprah have a 21 day meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I, I do them mm-hmm. because it's just something different um, but I also have my own meditation practice that I do. Mm-hmm. So um, I would just say start if you, I mean, it's hard. That's why they call it meditation as a practice because you have mm. to practice at it so much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do find myself sitting in meditation and I'm doing my to-do list. But if I can just take one deep breath and silence my mind for the length of that breath, then it's yeah, the most profound thing that I've done for the day. And sometimes people need assisted meditation. I mean, I don't think that there's, I think starting with assisted meditation is yeah. good. Having somebody actually, you know, there's lots of things. You can go to YouTube, Google, there's apps, there's different ways that people can walk you through yeah. how to do it yourself. Because then what you do is you focus on what yep. they're telling you to do as opposed to what's going on in right. your mind. Right. Um, and I highly recommend anybody taking, having a chance to take a yoga class that may not have yeah. the movement pieces involved, but is more of a meditative class. Yeah. There's lots of, um, you know, yoga nidra or Definitely. even doing some Kundalini, which might be higher level. Mm, but yeah. I think that there are ways that you can get some assistance to meditate and catch your breath and find the quiet. Yeah. And know that there's no right or wrong way to meditate whatever you consider meditating or is you know could be completely different from someone else so just know if you're taking time for yourself it's just being graceful and loving yourself I had a really smart woman recently quote another woman who was feeling very self-conscious about her body and dating and um no, it's it's hard being an adult woman mm-hmm. and with careers, especially those of us that also work in the spiritual realm. There's parts of that that's a little challenging. And um, this really smart woman told this other woman to date herself. Absolutely. Like, why, I mean, treat yourself how you want somebody else to be yeah. treated. And, and that to me is what the beginning of a spiritual practice, especially for women, because um, you know I do women's work, so I tend to talk about that. But I do think, especially for women, that we don't we don't often put ourselves at the top of the priority list and. We need to do that more, even, even if it's for small slices of time in a day or in a week, finding time to do that and catch our breath and connect with ourself. It's, I mean, it's a valuable power that we don't access otherwise. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, learning to love yourself has been really great in my world too, because we do, we get so caught up in what love truly is and how much better can I love someone else when I love myself. Mm. So I've spent a lot of time by myself, um, learning and healing and just really, really getting to know Mishi and stepping into that woman. And, um, yeah, 
dating myself, loving myself. I love that. And, you know, I will tell those that are listening, she just kind of glossed over there that she's an intuitive, but she's a a very gifted intuitive. And I have Mm -hmm. actually been in her presence when someone comes around that doesn't have a good vibe or a good energy. And Mishi is the stone goddess when she sees or feels something that isn't right. I mean, she is out of there. Like, I mean, it's, it's amazing because knowing you, then that means when I'm around you, if I haven't felt something, I see your reaction and it's, well, plus then we all kind of connect together. Yeah. um, But I, I think it's amazing how you are, you are really able to put up um, almost a wall for something that doesn't, that isn't right. And I, I've actually seen it happen and I find it to be refreshing that there's no apology for that. I mean, that's, you don't, you don't, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. In fact, you're the one that carries around the permission slips. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I have a pad of paper that's permission slips. Mm -hmm. So that's my Medusa, my Kali Ma, my Naga Kanya. That's, that's my dark mothers coming in. And, and, um, it's mainly Medusa who comes in when there's a bad energy and it's the stone wall. So I think it's hilarious. In (laughs) fact, I mean, I've witnessed it and I, I, I kind of giggle inside. I can't help it. I giggle. (laughs) (laughs) Heather just peaced out. (laughs) It happens. It happens. I mean, and there are really interesting things that happen um, you know, because you and I are a part of a sisterhood mm-hmm. of women and, yes. um, a delicious sisterhood. Right. And we, when we combine our energies, there's a certain, um, mystical mm-hmm. energy that happens. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage those that are listening, if you are on the path and wanting to learn more about your own gifts and practices, you know, find your people and, and and be open, keep your heart open to find people and be willing to be vulnerable because we have not connected. We would not have ever connected Mm -hmm. the way that we have if we weren't all willing to literally sit down and be entirely who we really are with, with, with no, with no barriers up. And I think that when you find your tribe or you find somebody that you might want to learn from or get to know like your experience when you met Gina. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would never happen if both of you hadn't opened your hearts because this is about love. Mm-hmm. And I think that a spiritual journey is about love and Absolutely. finding people to do that with you, even if it's for a short part of your journey versus a long part of your journey. I think it's critical. Definitely. And don't be afraid to have those some people might think they're weird conversations, but mm-hmm. I think that's when you really um, open the door for other people to be authentic as well, because they may be feeling the same way. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of all the conversations we've had. And oh, I mean, yeah. if people sat in and heard some if, of the car- <laughs> If the walls could talk or if but someone- it's the best yeah, thing. If someone ever butt dials somebody and we're having the conversation- <laughs> We might, we might get turned into the loony bins. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that my face is like five shades of red right now. So for those of you that are watching the video, forgive the blush. Um, Yeah. But that vulnerability I think is really important when you're, when you're growing, because that means that you're going to have people to help you heal. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I read a really great book by Brene Brown. It's Mm -hmm. braving the wilderness Mm -hmm. and it's braving the wilderness and it's putting yourself out there and when you get through the wilderness, you're going to find your tribe mm-hmm. because they've braved the wilderness too. So you're eventually going to meet up in, in the middle and be better for it. Right. Well, we have to talk about Coco Coquette. Yes. I mean, I don't, I, I'm checking just to see how much time we've got left, but um, I really want to hear 
all about Coco Coquette. So tell our, our listeners about this, the store, number one. And number two, let's talk about what kind of spirituality may be happening in the store too, because I mean, it's wherever you are, yeah. the spirit goes with yeah. you. And so I know that there is, I'm sure there's some very exciting things to tell. Our oh, listeners definitely. About A lot of the times the spirituality happens and people just don't know it. Yeah. And it may be because it's not their time. They may not, it's not my job to um, wake everyone up. It's, you know, my job to help people embrace when they are at that level to really walk through that, but it's just holding the space for people. And yeah, Coco Coquette, um, we specialize in wig parties. Mm -hmm. And so we have wigs and makeup and accessories and um, all things feathered and sparkly. And um, yeah, we're irreverent and we love it. And everyone is welcome. Um yeah. I don't so know what come. else to yeah. say. So we, they should come and experience. I think that the other part too, is the space has a certain feel yeah. to it that um, people should just come and visit. Come and yeah, walk we're, in. Yeah, we're very vintage. Mm. Um, the name Coco Coquette is after a French burlesque dancer. And um, so it's very vintage furniture and um, it's, it's, I, I, I've been, and it's, not open yet, and I've been, and I'm telling you that those of you that are listening, you need to just go. Yeah, and, it's and, one thing. Yeah, and it. it's one thing to say that whole thing, but it's also watching people when they do put on the wig, even before they have their makeup on. You see this transformation happened and this persona come out, and then as the evening goes on and the makeup comes on and the lashes go on, they really step into that persona, and maybe it tweaks a little bit and they just start having so much fun. It's just an invitation for people to really step into something. And it's all about the experience mm -hmm. and you see the personas come out and the names of the personas come out mm -hmm. and then they start acting and acting different and maybe talking with an accent or just really developing this um, alter ego. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful to watch and it's, um, I know that we had like a mini wig mm -hmm. party at my house and I think all of you guys were kind of at the end. We're like, now we know what you've been talking now about. We know, right? Now exactly. we know. We're I'm so like, excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It felt so amazing. So it was just trying to get you guys, I think it got you guys way more excited about yeah. that, but it's a great time to, you know, do a team building, mm -hmm. a birthday party, a, um, a girl's night out. A, girls night out, yeah. um, or a guy's night out yeah. or, that be you know, mm. just anything, anything for celebration and really honoring, um, community is what we are about. We're also going to have a couple of, um, teachers come in and do some different workshops. Um, maybe a little burlesque movement workshop. Mm. Um, I know some good friends, teach, you know, about sex positive sexuality, that kind of stuff. So we're working on, we're working on getting some really great classes going on, um, into the shop. It's going to be amazing. Building the community. Yes. It's, it's going to be amazing. And, um, I'm so 
You know, Mishi, I'm so proud of you for chasing your dream and filling your heart up because when you do that, what happens is you radiate like a spotlight around you. And then people like me and the other people that are around you and the people that are going to come into your store are going to feel this like spotlight, bring them warmth, like a ray of sunshine. So you know, the, the gifts and the work you're bringing to the world are amazing. Thank you. Well, I definitely could not have done it without you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys have really picked me up off the floor a couple of times and kicked me in the, in the arse Mm -hmm. to get going. And, and there's always a to-do list coming from one of you guys. So it's been really great. I'm pretty sure the last time we drove home, I left you with a whole handwritten piece of, yes. <laughs> it was pretty much, and I'm sure and I, I did I, some I, of it. I think it got folded up. It's okay. I mean, no, I, I felt did. better. Yes. I felt better giving it to you. Yes. Yes. Well, and I love receiving the information because you're just so full of information that it was great that, you, you know, we're driving home and she's like, you need this and you need this. And I'm like, I've never heard of any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, because we were, oh yeah, we went to an event together yes. during Denver startup week. Yeah. Yes, that we was did. amazing. Well, I'm, I'm excited. And listen, for people that want to find you outside of Coco Coquette, is that the best way? Or do you have a personal um, Facebook page or Instagram that people can meet you or follow yes. you? Yes. So I am sacred Mishi on Instagram and I am Heather Dawn on Facebook. Um, so yeah, look me up and, um, I'll put all that information in the show notes so people can, perfect can follow you and listen. Um, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that all of you that are listening, make sure that you tell Mishi, if you go into Coco Coquette, that you heard her show on grit and grace. Yes, please do. And we will be offering 10% off. So if you um, hear this, just know that that's our grand opening offer too. Great. So I would like for you guys to come in and say, hi, that'd be great. Just say that you are part of Tarly's tribe or that you heard, you know, Mishi on grit and grace and she'll give you, and not only that beside the discount, she's just going to take really good care of you. So you're going to have a blast. So Thank you for joining me, Mishi. Yes, um, thank you for having me. Guys, this is what I've been telling you. This show, this month of shows in November has given you, I want to say insight or like a snapshot of what it's like to have personal transformation and growth to really step into the whole heart of who you are. And it's been amazing to bring these women to you. And I please encourage you to follow up with us if you have any questions, you know, Taverly's Tribe is there for you and we know that this is going to spark a conversation with you and with people you know and this has probably sparked a little bit of something inside of you that you want to know more about just know that you have it in you to get the answers to what you seek but thank you for listening and we will be back soon we hope you enjoyed the show hi my name is les conley And as producer of this show, I enjoy listening right along with you. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow Grit and Grace so that we can keep you up to date on all the exciting shows coming your way. And this show is available for you to watch on YouTube. Please check the show notes for links to our guests and feel free to contact us for more information. Taver Lee is a social impact entrepreneur and she can be found at taverlee.com. That's T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E dot com. And if you're interested in audio, video production and post-production, you can find me at HealantMedia.com. We know your time is extremely valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Thank you.